So the method I'm going to talk about today is one of Kurt Angle's finest, and it is one of the best examples of the either ruthless aggression or the attitude era, whatever the late year of 2000 would be considered. And it was an interesting time. You still had The Rock around regularly. Stone Cold hadn't retired yet. The Undertaker had gone through that 97, 98, 99 period. You had the McMahon and the Stooges thing. You had Kurt Angle going. And you had Rikishi as one of the most overperformers. And he was really great at this point. He'd always been good. But he was never as good as he was from late 99 through about 2001. And because he was over with the crowd, he was working an incredibly smart style. He had always been able to work. He could always go, even when he was a part of the Islanders. But here he was even better. And then, of course, you had Kurt being Kurt. This match is... Rikishi, The Undertaker, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Kurt Angle, and Triple H in Hell in a Cell. But that's hardly the whole story. Because this match is nuts. It really is. And it also hits this sort of peak moment where Triple H had been shoved down our throat. I would say even harder than Roman Reigns has been. Only thing is, after about 18 months, people finally took to H. And a large part of that is because of Mick Foley. And here, it is one of the best examples of how you take a gimmick that has always produced a result of a crazy match. And you make it crazier. So at this point, I believe Mick Foley was retired, as they say. Uh, And we had these six guys working one of the craziest matches you'll ever see. But it wasn't crazy in necessarily the stunts they were doing. It was crazy in how Every storyline was hitting. And this is a distinct difference between today and then. Is the use of blood. And I really think that the WWE right now needs to, at least on a limited basis, bring back blood and bleeding. Why? Because it adds an element of realism. It actually, in a way encourages reality. Because if you think about it, there's no way you can punch someone a half dozen times and not have them bleed. It presents a realism. It shows a consequence of a violent action. And I think that should be a part of it. Not in every match, of course. But I think bringing that back would actually help right now. The match is insane. Of course, uh, Mr. McMahon and the Stooges, 
Briscoe and Pat Patterson come out and they bring a truck to pull down the cage and they manage to open the door and people brawl on these cars that were a part of the set. I think it was Armageddon. And, of course, onto the truck. And there's this great bump off the top of the cage. Everyone in it works really hard. But what they're working hard at is telling this complicated mess of a story. Where all the storylines that these guys have been working crash together. There's a wonderful segment that really tells me how interested they were in telling a story more than working a great match. Because Triple H is grinding, is having his head ground into the cage by Steve Austin. But then Austin, with his head, with H's head still pushed in, starts to walk him around the cage. So grinding his head in all the way around. It's a great moment. Silly, of course. But a great moment. Because what it's saying is, things like that are work. They are telling the story. It is literally something... You could look at that as the utmost disrespect. Because it's not doing much damage. But it is forcing the showing of the audience that Triple H is at Austin's mercy. Such a great little thing that adds an element there. There's blood, there are some great bumps, and there's Kurt. How can you go wrong with Kurt at this point? He was physically the most gifted athlete in the ring. And he probably is that in every case. Uh, Okay, maybe some of the AJ Styles matches. But Kurt was spot on on every single moment. And he walks out with the win here. He wins the title. Which is interesting for a number of reasons. One... He was the only one of those guys who needed the belt. He was the only one who really had not ascended beyond the top of the card concept. Triple H was maybe a year out of having done that, where he was actually bigger than main event status. That sounds strange, but there really is... It's one of the big differences now you can see. When you have main event guys who are bigger than the WWE. Brock Lesnar, 100% is. John Cena, 100% is. But Kurt wasn't. Stone Cold, Rock. Rikishi wasn't, but he was there more... I wouldn't say as filler... But to take advantage of this huge head of steam he'd gotten, Undertaker absolutely was. And right now, other than Cena, WWE doesn't really have anyone on the active roster other than Cena and, okay, Brock. But they don't really have anyone who reaches that level. They desperately want Roman Reigns to. 
And I don't think he will unless they turn him and then, like, actually get behind him. Watch this match to understand how big matches can become cluttered. How all the storylines that converge don't necessarily make for a great match. What it takes to turn that into a great match is understanding how to give each individual a point to being in there and how to interact both as a group and as individual feuds and storylines within that feud. And that's what these guys were all great at. Undertaker is brilliant at telling the story of an Undertaker match. Stone Cold Steve Austin is excellent at getting across animosity. Really, that's the key to Stone Cold, honestly, is he can make you think he is legitimately fighting for his life against a world that feels like he that he feels is completely against him. That is the heart of the McMahon-Austin feud. No one understands how to work WWE main events like Triple H. Guy knows, you know, all of his sins, they're there. He's got some problems. He has, since he has transitioned to being a Booker and a guiding light in the WWE and has moved away from himself as a focus. He's sort of lessened. But here he is working at his best, at his prime. This is a match that you can watch half a dozen times and notice a hundred different things. And each time something else comes into focus. But what really hit me when I rewatched this was how great Angle was at bringing himself to the match and matching up with everyone. His segment with The Undertaker is great. His segment with Triple H is wonderful. His segment with Rikishi is perhaps the highlight. Watch this match. And I think you'll see what the WWE was in late 2000, going into 2001, and how Kurt Angle became more than just a main eventer, how he actually started to move beyond that. <laughs> 